0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's episode is pulled from a recent move on Monday's live Facebook, where I ask the question, will you continue to live only in an introduction to grace where things are lawful? Or will you go deeper into the fullness of grace where you live with what is profitable? Take a listen. I hope it encourages you to go deeper with Him. Hi, Great to see you. Welcome to Live Move on Mondays. I'm Nancy McCrady, building a culture of discipleship corporately and personally, wherever God is opening up the doors. So I'm glad that today that place has opened up right here between you and I. So today I want to continue on in, what is your attitude uh, towards things, towards trouble, towards indulgences, towards uh, things that you could do And yet maybe your own conscience is tagging on you and saying, wait just a minute, I'm not sure that's going to be the best way for us to go. So I want to encourage you today, you know, there's a a book that I've used several times over the last many years called Spiritual Discipleship by J. Oswald Sanders, not Oswald Chambers, but J. Oswald Sanders. And in this book, I use this with everyone that I mentor, not the book, but one chapter out of the book, which is called Disciples' Rights. It is one of the best, healthiest, uh, um, um, easy-to-read chapters on what it really means for us, ultimately, to give up our right to ourself, and to give it up not to the wind and not to circumstances, but good morning, good morning my friends in New Mexico, so great to see you. Not to give up your rights to the wind or to circumstances or to another person, but to give up your right to yourself, to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because ultimately our one right is to give up all our rights. It is our right as the sons of God that we would yield everything we are to the Father. So it's just like in the tithe. Well, the tithe is not law. The the, the tithe was established in Genesis 14 and 15 when Abram uh, met the kings uh, and uh, king of Sodom and uh, the king Melchizedek. And there Melchizedek, who was Jesus the Christ, uh, said, you know, here's bread and wine. And uh, Abraham saw the covenant being made, and he chose to give a tenth of everything. And so Abraham, long before the Levitical priesthood. So we know that In tithing, everything is not law. We don't live uh, by the law. So really and truly, my friends, 100% of everything I am and everything I have belongs to the Lord, not just 10%. You see, if you want to live, if you will, outside the law, then get ready to put your whole self on the altar as a living and holy sacrifice, okay? Don't be pinching pennies when it comes to the New Covenant and all that belongs to Him in the New Covenant. The Bible doesn't say, I've been bought with a price. My life is not my own, literally. Literally, the life that I live by is not my own. It's the life of Jesus Christ. It's the life that is Jesus Christ Himself, and He has given me His life. Otherwise, my friends, I and you would still be dead in our trespasses and sins. We would be dead, meaning separated from life himself. That's what it meant to be dead spiritually. We separated ourselves from him when we decided we would rather be God than be sons to God, okay? So when we're talking about the rights of a disciple, what we're really talking about is a very maturing mindset of those who are going to continue on in this call of discipleship, which is so deep and so very personal. So in that call to discipleship, it's come, follow me, Jesus says, conform to me in everything, live like me, think like me, uh, obey the Father like me. That's what it is to really be a Christ-like one that is following Jesus. And so in that, what we're looking at, my friends, is not just, am I willing to give up sin? Let's just all get real. Good morning to everybody. Let's all get real and realize everybody's willing to give up on the things that are no longer working for them. All right? So if sin eventually even hits my pain threshold and finally I say, "Whoa, that's enough of that, you know, and I'm done with it. Okay. Okay. But what we're looking at in the disciples' rites as we continue on in discipleship, which is sonship, because it means that we are going to live as sons, okay? We're going to live like the son, by the very life and nature and mind of the son, all right? And so in doing that, you know, are we prepared then to give up. Don't let it worry you if we have, you know, people on here that are not real, okay, that <laughs> that start commenting. Don't worry about it, okay? This happens every Monday. We get all kinds of interesting people that start saying interesting things on here, so don't let it bother you. We'll report it to Facebook and get it all taken care of. So again, are we willing to to yield and give up our rights to the Father, to fulfill his greater will. Okay, so that for instance, and again, in chapter 14, out of Spiritual Discipleship, a book by J. Oswald Sanders, he says, anyone will give up wrong things if he knows how, but are we prepared to give up the best we have for Jesus Christ? Now, not our natural best, but if you will, the best that God has given us, all that God has given us those things which are legitimate blessings from the Father. You see, so many believers ascend the mountain of blessing, and when they get to the top of it, ain't nobody going to be able to take that blessing out of their hand because it's proof that they're favored and anointed and, and all of these things. But see, will we be those that, though we know those are legitimate blessings from our Father, Are we those who will be willing to have victory in the realm of legitimate desire as well as in the realm of unlawful indulgence? Not just giving up those things that are what we would say are necessarily, you know, sin, the wrongdoing, but will we be willing to lay down those things that are legitimate rights, legitimate desires, so that we can go on and and literally accomplish the greater will of the Father. This is a very key part in moving on with Him. So it's not so much the flesh, it's giving up the things that are rightfully yours as the sons of God. Things, rightful comfort, rightful things that God has blessed you with, say maybe in a previous season, but now for you to move on with him, to continue on, to abide, if he says, will you now lay those rightful things, those legitimate things aside to go on with me so as to accomplish the greater will? Now, you may think this is a silly example, but let's just say that you have a fantastic home and it's been a tremendous home. But let's just say that God says, Now, I'm about to make you go mobile, and I'm about to need you to be able to move freely about, so I need to know if you'll be willing to put that home on the market, which was a great blessing from me in your previous season, so that you can move freely about, get a smaller space, get a smaller place to live, and... Get a smaller place to live that's going to be more easily manageable it's not going to have as much financial overhead it's not going to take as much time so that you'll be able to freely move about you see that's giving up a legitimate blessing we don't have to go around now and say that big houses are evil and nobody should have a big house okay let everybody have the house that god has given them in their season the question to you is Will you be willing to lay down something that is legitimate? It's not evil. It's not flesh. It's not self. All right? The same would be true, okay? Because these are things that the new man lays down, though he have a legitimate right to them, okay? Is he willing? Don't go out and self-assign, okay, this to yourself. Don't think, oh my gosh, I need to be willing to give up my house. Maybe I shouldn't have my house. I need to put it on the market. No, okay? Not unless God says that that is necessary for the completing of His will and for the assignment that He has on your life. It's not some kind of self-assigned, self-imposed martyrdom, all right, which doesn't bear any fruit but resentment and bitterness, all right? Because when we live in this kind of way, then there is going to be tremendous joy, tremendous breaking open into whole new areas and ways of life that you're freed up. Okay. So for instance, the same would be, what if um, for a time, for a season, God says, I want you to set aside legitimate fellowship with others for the greater work of discipling them. Now you can be their best bud, you can do lunch with them, you can hang out, you can do all kinds of things. Or for the purposes of which I'm calling you to, would you be willing to draw back a little bit and have a different, deeper kind of fellowship with people that will promote my purposes in their lives? And would you be willing and not associate exactly the same way? All right, it's a different level of fellowship to truly pour into people's lives, and to disciple them. But if you say, oh no, I mean, I want to be able to be with people, and enjoy people, and okay, then you can do that. But remember, it was your decision that the greater will of the Father, okay, that came to you specifically, okay, remember, it's not a general, general sweeping thing, okay, but that you decided that you would rather do that which was your preference than to fulfill the purposes of the Father, okay? This is going to be a big part of things that are going to begin to happen as we cry out for this new move of God. Because the new move of God, my friends, will not come in the same uh, time elements and the same requirements as you've been living. So the scripture that comes to mind, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, okay, says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. 1 Corinthians 10, 23, everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. One of them says, um, one, one of those uh, versions says, all things are lawful to me, but just not all things are profitable. So if you're still pulling out the lawful card, like, you know, Jesus drank, so I think it's okay for me to drink wine. Okay all things are lawful, okay? But are all things profitable to you? No, they're not. And they're not profitable to your assignment. So a maturing person begins to move deeper in the spirit and the way you live in the spirit. It's not always focused on just giving up flesh, giving up flesh, giving up flesh. My friends, giving up hell shouldn't be that difficult as you go on. Because the motivation is you have more of him, more of his presence, more of his life, more of his voice, more of his presence, okay? So giving up more of hell, okay, that's one thing. This is the new man gives up things that are legitimate to the new man so that he can accomplish more of the will of the Father. So if you only live by preference, then you're not going to live as deep by purpose, So we've got to be ready for the things that we're praying for. Are you simultaneously asking the Father to get you prepared for His answer to all your intercession? That what all that intercession and praying, Oh God, come with your great move and with your presence and shake the church and all that. Okay, I would, if I were you, I would also be praying, And Father, get me ready for what that will mean when you answer those prayers straight through me. So that I get ready to more and more yield myself to the works of your house, all right, to the local church that He's assigned you to, and and I'm not just talking about being, you know, a better volunteer. I'm talking about being a living, flaming son, all right, who tends to the business of his father's house, her father's house, in whatever capacity God is calling for. For more information on Nancy please visit nancymcready.com or follow her on social media at nbmcready. You know, my name is Nancy McCrady. Make ready. Make ready a people in spirit for the Lord. But I can't make other people ready unless I'm willing to get ready on deeper levels. So this is very important. This is a part of the introduction to grace that breaks into the deeper fullness of grace is that I uh, know the things that are lawful to me. I know that like, I can do pretty much every, anything I want, you know. Okay, so it's more immature to keep claiming what you get to do, okay? And I can do this, okay? But maturing love and maturing in the grace of God, the very ability of God to live like God himself Is that I begin to recognize that sure, I'm free to do those things, but I wonder what effect they're having on the other people coming behind me. Is that causing other people to stumble when I go around flaunting all my freedom? Okay? Because those who are maturing as the sons of God realize that they can lay aside their freedom for that which is more profitable. All right? That am I willing to yield gladly and to surrender? my very own preferences, my very own freedoms, okay, so that the Father can have what the Father wants. That's how Jesus lived. That's how Paul lived and Peter lived. You know, there are four things, if you want to read more about this, you can read about it in 1 Corinthians 9. There are four things that Paul said he could assert his rights if he so chose to, but he said he freely refrained from exercising those rights in the higher interest of spreading the gospel. My friends, the gospel doesn't stop with you and I, okay? The gospel doesn't stop once you have ascended the mountain of blessing, okay, the introduction to grace. It's like, okay, let's start down the mountain, okay? It takes different muscles to go down the mountain, okay, if you didn't know that literally, physically, it takes different muscles inside your legs and around your kneecaps to go downstairs than to ascend stairs. And Jesus told Peter, when Peter wanted to stay on top of the mountain, he said, Peter, (laughs) we're not staying here. Okay. Catch all the light you can, Peter, because we're going down into the valley. All right. Now again, there would be ascending and descending, right? Up and down. Can you go up and down? Or are you like, by golly, it took me all this to get up here and I'm not giving up one inch. Okay, then you're not going to be able to continue on. All right, because the glory, my friends, is inside of you. I can stay in the glory with Jesus 24-7 abiding. Not I get in certain circumstances. I've reached a certain place. I have a certain home, a certain car. I have certain status, a certain bank account. I have this or that. Okay, okay. And so if the Father taps on you and says, hey, would you be willing to descend the mountain with me? I've got some people down there that I'd like for you to walk with me into. I want to get to them and to do that because I live in you. I need you to go down, okay? So are we willing to live only in the introductory places of grace or are we willing to continue on into the fullness of grace? where grace is working deep within us. So those four things that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 9, that he could have asserted his rights to, those were things he said, I could assert my right to gratify normal appetites. He said, but like an athlete that tempers themselves, he said, there are going to be certain things I deny myself as the new man, okay, that are lawful. They're great. Okay. He says, but they're not profitable to me in my assignment. And so he, he gave up the right to rich and attractive foods and all kinds of things for the purpose of fulfilling the assignment. He says, I give up my right Uh, to a normal marital life. He said, don't we have the right to take a believing wife along with us as do the other apostles and the Lord's brothers and Cephas, okay, and Peter, all right? And so what he's saying is, is that when we are married, we can yield ourselves to each other and we can freely release our spouses to fulfill the greater works of God so that our marriage becomes a kingdom marriage, And we don't just keep another person enslaved to us, okay? But we release each other on purpose to the Father. We come together and enjoy one another, and we release each other to the greater fulfillment of the callings that we have. He also talked about the right to normal rest and recreation. Uh, And he talks about that again in 1 Corinthians 9. So I tell people, I believe it's the will of God to have vacation, just not every Sunday. I mean, my goodness, if every, you know, every minute of every day is a vacation to you, all right? We need to be those who have a very powerful work ethic because grace works. Not bitter working. Not don't, Look, you're not doing God any favors to have a bitter attitude and he works me like a workhorse. No. That's not how he works us, okay? And Paul said, everyone has a right to rest and recreation. We need it, and it needs to be something that we use great wisdom with. Okay, he said, but I can forego that if the assignment for such a time is that I need to press in and then I'll get to the vacation later. Okay, he also said that he had a right to appropriate remuneration, which means that as a minister, He had a right to receive offerings, to receive that as he labored among the people. He said, but I'm not going to let that become the overriding right that I constantly use. He said, if someone can't, if someone won't, he said, then I freely give that up to continue on in the gospel. And you know, many times people find this... um, fullness of grace, uh, this living not by what is lawful, but that which is profitable to the Father's will, okay, to accomplishing the Father's will. Some find the price too steep and they shrink back from that. They just say that's too wild a way of living. But I would suggest to you, my friends, it's the only way that we've been given to live if we're going to continue in maturity, okay? Because we want to be those who do not uh, deny the Father anything. I want to deny flesh, and as the new man, I want to deny even my legitimate rights and blessings of God if they are not going to be conducive to what the Father is calling me to do. So even if that's giving up my right to be with my family for a time, if that's giving up my... Right to be paid a certain amount as a minister of the gospel. Uh, You know, if that's a right that I think I have the right to be loved, you know, that means that you're going to be going around demanding. When you hold on to your rights too tight, you're going to start going into a place of demanding things, okay, that are probably going to get you into a bit of trouble inwardly, okay? I don't want to have to demand that someone love me. I'm going to live by the call that comes to me to love others. Whether others love me or not, that's not really my, that's not my worry. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? They are going to have to decide if they follow the command of God. Because to be honest, I want someone loving me by the command of God, not by my demand. So if you're going to live in grace, you live more by the command of God to you, not by demanding of others what they owe you. And so we live by the command of God. I'm commanded to love, all right? I'm not going to love you because you demanded of me. I'm not going to do things because you demand it. I'm going to do it because it's the command of God to the new man, to the new life that is within me, okay? So I want you to think about that, to think about, are you uh, willing to continue on and to move on? That's why it's move on Mondays, you know, Sunday was yesterday all the preaching, the clapping, the hollering, the hooping, all that's done. Today's Monday. Let's move on with him in his way of life so that we can accomplish the greater will of the Father. The Father has so tended to me that I want to go out fat and plump, if you will, in my soul, in every part of me, that I'm not here living as some martyr, self-imposed you know, things and trying to live poor when God has called me to live rich in Him and rich in friends and family. And so I'm going to live accordingly to that. So this is where we begin to go into the introduction, I'm sorry, go into the fullness of grace, not just staying in the introduction to grace, although as powerful and as wonderful as it is, there's so much more in this life. So we want to be those that say father if you if you require it right if you require that i lay these things down if the assignment requires that for a season i lay down my right to a certain type of fellowship with others certain time with my family certain you know things then father i will yield that all right just like if he were to say it's time for you to fast then what he's saying is of course food is a legitimate thing he's like it was my idea All right, but would you be willing to lay it down for, say, three days or however long, so that you and I can press in more and more into um, your assignment and pray and intercede? So, but it can be any number of things. So, maybe take a look at that. Maybe check out that book, Spiritual Discipleship by J. Oswald Sanders. And maybe just, you know, let God begin to speak to you about this personal call to real, true, deepening discipleship, which is really sonship. It's not always about giving up flesh and sin. It's about the legitimate blessings that are mine in Christ. Would I lay those down to fulfill the greater will of the Father? You see, don't let it be about self. Don't let it be about stay with you. Let it be about Him and you moving together as one. Okay? So it's been great to be with you this morning. I hope that if this encouraged you, opened up some thinking for you, uh, that you'll pass this on. I would love it if you would visit uh, on iTunes to my Tent Talk podcast that comes out every Friday. Hit the notifications and subscribe to Tent Talk and you'll get a notification every Friday when the new episode comes out. And that way you get a chance to listen to me on Mondays and Fridays but it's all about provoking you deeper into your life with him, okay? So I love you all. Keep your eyes open. Hopefully in the next seven to 10 days, my new website will be up. Pastors are going to have the opportunity. Pastors and leaders, visionaries and builders have the opportunity to connect with me there, and I hope you'll be proud to send uh, people to that website for them to be able to connect with me, all right? Because we want to build a culture of discipleship, personally and corporately, wherever God is opening up the door. I'm glad he opened it up between you and I today. All right. I love you all and I will see you soon. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.